Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're talking about fire. Choose your own adventure. That's right, Joel. The 4th of July was on Sunday, and we're talking about financial independence, retire early, and we're specifically going to talk about how it can look different uh, depending on what you want it to look like, depending on what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve. I'm excited for this episode, buddy. There's different routes to success, just like if you're playing a game like Settlers of Catan, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. there's different ways that you can win, and so uh, you don't always have to take, take the same route. And I think sometimes when we talk about fire the fire movement it seems like there's one prescribed way to get there but we say no there's actually a lot of different paths and so yeah we're going to kind of cover that in this episode for folks that are interested in reaching financial independence and doing so before they get uh super wrinkly <laughs> uh we, we would say this episode's for you speaking of Gatan, i was always a fan of building multiple cities on a high rolling commodity like say sheep and then getting that two to one port trading directly to the bank that way you don't have to trade with any of your fellow players that was a uh, always a fun, fun that was a good move for you too strategy. because you annoyed all of your fellow players so much they didn't want to trade with you so 
Uh, I had been known to do that. <laughs> it's been years since we've played Settlers. Like, we would always play some of the other games, like King Domino or Carcassonne. Acquire is like a, a new real estate one that I feel like that you and I, that we've been playing uh, a decent bit. But Settlers, like the OG, haven't touched it in years. It's been a minute. It's been uh, a minute. Got to pull it out, dust it off. Well, okay. Speaking of Acquire, this makes me think about real estate. And Matt, uh, before we start talking about Fire, I want to let you know, uh, and our listeners know, so our family were having some renovations done to our house we're getting basically when when we bought this house it's a 1930s house it needed a ton of work but we decided to live in it run out the back for a few years uh, and now our family wants to take over the whole house and so we need to renovate it away from being a duplex into a single family home and uh, knock out that second kitchen that <laughs> was uh, <laughs> kind of pointless no need for two kitchens really that's uh, right in our family and yeah there, so there's a lot of work that needs to be done so we're moving out and we moved into this like super tiny house like 950 square feet so kind of interesting it's a lot smaller than what you're used to right <laughs> i was talking to a friend who used to live in new york and he's like that sounds palatial <laughs> at least by new york standards but um yeah for atlanta standards the family five it's very small but it's actually it's, it's been good for our family in a lot of ways we've been able to kind of pare down some of our possessions and it's been kind of fun to live in small quarters but i, I met my new neighbor there who's flipping the house next door and this is his second uh home that he's so he's renovating it and he's going to rent it out his name name's Kyle. And it's so fun to kind of talk to him as he's kind of just getting started in his real estate investing uh, adventures. He's super excited. He's listening to like the Bigger Pockets podcast every single day because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a, one of one of the better real estate investing podcasts out there. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to, to say like one, go Kyle. I'm, I'm proud of you and um, I hope you <laughs> kick butt. Uh, and, um, and just to everybody out there, like if you've been wanting to get started investing in real estate, uh, I know now is maybe not the easiest time to buy a house, but you know, Kyle made it happen. He's he's uh, the numbers work for the house that he bought, nice. and it's not going to work in every market. But I uh, just want to let you know, you know, Kyle is this glimmer of sunshine in like a market of insanity out there that it can be done. You can buy a yeah. rental property where the numbers actually are going to work for you. Yeah, the opportunities still exist, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be as easy as it was say ten years ago. But the deals are out there, especially if you're willing to put in the work uh, to find those specific deals. And of course, you'll make sure to keep all of us updated as to uh, how your home renovation is going. Maybe after living in that, that new, tiny, more uh, affordable, I, I don't want to call it a cheap house because it's actually really nice. I've, I've checked it out. Uh, maybe. What if you end up deciding to live there full time and uh, you guys start downsizing? You're going to take the uh, minimalist approach. I'm down with the downsizing. Uh, I am down with the downsizing, <laughs> but we would miss our house a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and, our, and our location. We, we yeah. already... <laughs> We have, it's all about the location. We haven't been in the house very long. It's just you know a mile and a half away, but still, that that's a long way away from my people. So my yeah. neighbors that I love, my you know friends uh, right down the street. Yeah. I, I miss that already. Instead of a two minute bike commute now to the the studio here, now you have like a what a ten minute bike commute? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it's actually kind of nice. I get more work out of it. That's <laughs> that's actually one of the benefits. And school's been out, man, and I actually haven't been biking at all. I got to up my game when it comes to my physical fitness. Uh, but kind of counter to that, <laughs> let's introduce the beer that we're going to enjoy this episode. Uh, this is a beer by Microphone Brewing, uh, and this one is called Smells Like Bean Spirit, and it's a uh, double maple stout. Looking forward to enjoying this one and sharing our thoughts on it at the end of the episode. Sounds good. But for now, uh, let's get to the subject at hand. We're talking about fire, financial independence, retire early, uh, choose your own adventure. And basically, Matt, um, we, we were talking about kind of what how we wanted to approach this episode I was thinking about those choose your own adventure books. Um, I'm, you know, we all read oh, them yeah. <laughs> as kids. I always enjoyed them. I think actually Netflix recently did a similar style 
television show with Bear Grylls where he's like out in the wild and he's like, do you want me to eat this snake or punch it? Uh, or <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I know. I mean, they, I never they, watched it, but that's what I, um, yeah. Black Mirror did that with like one of their finales, Bandersnatch, you know, where they had multiple endings. There's like okay. four or five different endings that you could choose uh, to kind of incorporate some of that nostalgia from the from the 90s and those choose your own adventure books. So yeah, yeah. choose your own adventure. Still, uh, still hot, still happening these days. But I always remember kind of keeping my finger on the original page as I made the next choice, just in case I was like, oh man, I don't like that. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going to opt, opt for the other choice. In case you get bitten by a snake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And since Independence Day was this past weekend, it's really only fitting to keep talking about the pursuit of financial independence today on the show, right? And uh, yeah, just like those Choose Your Own Adventure books, I think the, the path that people take toward to achieve financial independence, it can look really different from person to person. There are lots of different types of financial independence and then also too, lots of different tactics you can take to get there. Yeah, this past Monday's episode, that's what we talked about with Rachel Richards. We actually talked through some of the different ways to generate passive income uh, that would eventually, hopefully, lead you to financial independence. But uh, yeah, the pursuit of financial independence doesn't have to look a specific way. Uh, so yeah, we wanted to talk today about the different styles, the different flavors of being financially independent. And sometimes, you know, just discovering just even the range of options can be a major encouragement as we seek to find a lifestyle that works for our own personal lives. You know, saving up $5 million so that you can kick back in your, in your later years might not be your thing. It, m- it may not even be possible, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a tall task. <laughs> and that's okay, because fire can look different for everyone. And so we'll talk about the different types of fire, and then some of the most important tactics to consider on your path to achieving fire. Uh, there is no right or wrong answer. There's just different approaches to financial independence. For sure. And so, yeah, we I mentioned fi- that fire stands for financial independence, retire early. That acronym has become maybe fraught with some baggage, although it has been the gateway for a lot of young people people to realize that they have more power over their financial lives than they thought. I feel like as that acronym has caught on, it's been kind of uh, a whipping horse for the media (laughs) at many turns to kind of uh, disparage the movement and people that are seeking to retire early. But at the same time, it's helped a lot of people conceptualize the idea that they can reach financial independence before they do hit traditional retirement years. Um, It's empowered a lot of hardworking folks to realize that the stock American belief that working 40 plus hours a week for 40 plus years then retiring to Florida isn't the path that they have to take. And yeah, we think that's a good thing. Um, Simply put, FIRE, getting to that uh, point where you're financially independent, usually means having 25 times your annual expenses saved up. Although one of the things we covered on Monday's episode with Rachel is that that's not always how it looks. Sometimes it can look like your monthly spending being covered by passive income through something like real estate too. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about fire in depth today, but we don't necessarily endorse everything you know that the movement is all about. We talked about the pros and the cons of fire back in episode 221. So you can check that one out if you haven't listened to it. Uh, and there really are a lot of good things that the movement has done, uh, including starting some important conversations in the public space uh, as big media has covered fire. Uh, I feel like it has opened the eyes of a lot of folks who haven't considered it before. But that doesn't mean that fire is for everyone, right? 
I could even see it being harmful to some individuals, right? So say you jump too heavily into the fire world, you might be tempted into grinding too hard for the next 10 to 15 years to achieve this specific monetary goal. And then reaching that goal may not be as satisfying as you think it will be. And so we're, you know, we're bigger fans of the FI part, the financial independent part. And we're all about making intentional choices to make sure that we get there, but not necessarily pursuing it with all the gusto that you can muster. We feel that that can, that can lead to burnout. A lot of times I think folks think that when they achieve fire. Once they're financially independent, that all their problems are going to go away. Uh, but that's definitely not the case. I think those folks are going to be in for a rude awakening. Yeah, for sure. And Matt, let's talk maybe about the history of the fire movement too, because that's helpful. I think as as we kind of discuss it at length today, and the history of fire really predates the acronym. I don't know exactly when the fire acronym started. It feels like I don't know, maybe sometime 10 years ago, 11 years ago. That's my that's my guess. But really, there were people talking about this concept um, and people living a life <laughs> that reflected this concept far before that acronym came about. Sure. Uh, Vicki Robin, she was the co-author of the best-selling book, Your Money or Your Life. And she and her co-author really helped popularize the idea of financial independence in the 1990s. But these principles have been around even before that. And it really it really starts with creating a big gap between what you earn and what you spend. And um, the bigger the gap, you know, the, the quicker you're going to be able to reach that place in your life where your money is working harder for you than you have to work for it. And yeah, the cool thing is that those fundamental principles haven't changed, but the way that those ideas get communicated really has. And so, yeah, that, like we said, has helped this movement uh, out in a big way. It's become a really powerful communication tool to help spread a message that can be pretty empowering. That is true. But, uh, you know, in recent years, the actual FIRE acronym has been popularized you know, quite a bit by single males who work in higher paying like software and technology jobs. Um, and, you know, sort of like you mentioned earlier, like the movement has caught some flack for that. It kind of has become a, a whipping horse with media. And in, in some ways, we feel that this was kind of a, a bit of a stereotype because... On our show, many of the guests that we've had that are in the fire movement, they don't fit that bill. They're not, you know, single males who are working in, you know, high paying jobs. Although we definitely have had some of those guys on. We've also had folks on the show like Jillian Johnsrud, Julian and Kirsten from, from Rich and Regular here in Atlanta, Liz Thames, Tanya Hester. They have all shown that there is more diversity than, than some people think inside of the actual fire movement. Yeah, and I think the fire movement has grown to really encompass a whole lot of folks that look a lot different than the stereotypes that we see portrayed. And although, like, probably one of the most popular figures in the movement, <laughs> it probably does fit that stereotype yep. to, to a large degree, and that's uh, Mr. Money Mustache, right? Who was a software engineer before <laughs> <laughs> before he quit. Right. And so, yeah, he's, he's like, probably the best-known writer um, in that sphere. Uh, and he is a really good writer, so there's a reason why, right? He, he has well-written creative posts that help people think through what it looks like to save more money by changing their lifestyle. And Matt, he takes this really like brash approach uh, in, in how he writes. And uh, yeah, he's referred to the typical middle class lifestyle as, uh, and I quote, an exploding volcano of wastefulness. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about folks driving around in their clown cars, yeah. you know, just like the different vehicles that we drive that are completely unnecessary. Yeah. And, and, I think, and we, you know, we agreed to that to a certain extent. That's a part of why we love biking so much. As right. Well. But like when you read his post, you feel compelled to change some of the things that you're doing because of the stark content contrast that he, yeah. that he paints. <laughs> he does a good job with that. And so, yeah, he makes fire, uh, financial independence and retiring early feel like something you don't have to grind to achieve, but more like a way folks should be living anyway instead, living less wastefully and just living more intentionally. 
Yeah, he makes it make intuitive sense, where it feels like it's something that you should naturally be doing anyway. And the thing is, too, folks like Mr. Money Mustache and Vicky Robin, for them, the fire concept goes beyond just the dollars and the cents. You know, they're all about decreasing our environmental footprint as well. You know, connecting your your spending and your money choices to, to bigger ideals can be really helpful. But that's just one of the additional benefits of fire, right? It's not necessarily a requirement because again, fire can look different for everyone. You can choose your own adventure. And so we're actually going to talk more about the different types of fire, financial independence, retire early, some of the different flavors out there that you might want to subscribe to. And we'll get to that right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. 
and you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we're back. We're talking about fire and how there's a bunch of different ways that you can get to that point. I think it's helpful for folks to know that there's not just a one-size-fits-all when you're looking to save up enough money that you don't have to work anymore. So, Matt, but before we get to maybe some of those different types of models that people can follow uh, in order to achieve that, let's maybe talk about the general concept of retirement for just a second. Because, uh, you know, just like we talked about the, the FIRE movement, the FIRE acronym being relatively new, well, the general concept of retirement is pretty new in and of itself. For most of human history, working your whole life was the thing. <laughs> like, you, you, you didn't really have, we didn't have, uh, you know, Social Security. You didn't really have a choice. No, we yeah. didn't, yeah. It's it, what you had to do. It was like working, working the land until you dropped dead while working the land. And I, I'm glad that that's not <laughs> the way life yeah. is anymore, right? Um, and so retirement being a thing is a good thing. But it's also important to keep that in mind as we discuss this, that the modern concept of retirement is relatively new. Uh, it's not something that our ancestors for hundreds of years have been participating right. Participating in. It's not like you know your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa in the 1600s moved to Florida and walked on the beach every day because... <laughs> Searching for sharks, too, <laughs> which, back, is, which is what our kids do now. <laughs> we go to the beach. Yeah, back then it wasn't a thing. Yeah, back then they were just trying to avoid the uh, bubonic plague. Right. Which actually, that's not too different, I guess, from our uh, recent, <laughs> the recent year that we've had. Uh, and, you know, the concept of fire, it does have its merits, right? The fact that you don't have to work uh, when you save up enough money is great. But at the same time, some folks in the fire movement emphasize the negativity of work, right? It's, you know, it's certainly not that everyone get, gets pumped to wake up and, and to go and do their job every day. But focusing on early retirement makes work seem like a drag meant to be uh, ditched at the earliest possible moment. And, you know, we're not really down with that. And that's another reason why we're just more focused on the financial independence side of the equation, less on the retire early side of things. Uh, I think, I mean, I think we both believe that in order to live a fulfilling life, that it involves service, whether yeah. or not you're getting paid for it, uh, whether or not you're being compensated uh, at a very high amount, or if you're just kind of receiving just kind of a, you know, maybe have a more minimum wage for for the service that you're doing. But service equals work, right? (laughs) And so for that reason, we're not trying to escape work, but we do want folks to have more options as they go through life. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. And if someone came up to me and they said, all right, if I take this job and I work for the next 12 years really hard, I can reach financial independence, but I'll hate most every minute of working at this job, I would say, don't do it. (laughs) I would rather you take much, much longer to achieve financial independence than pursuing something for the next decade plus that you don't enjoy in the least, um, just in order to get there more quickly. Yeah. Assuming that the alternative is a job that you love, right? right. So 12 years of basically life that you hate. But that's the thing. There's, that's never the only option. (laughs) It's like between two jobs that you hate, right? (laughs) Right. You can always go find something that you love that pays less or that you enjoy. And and granted, like, like you said, even people that enjoy their jobs, they're not going to be thrilled to go into the office every day or, you know, even, even coming to the microphone sometimes 
sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm not in the best mood to record a podcast that day, <laughs> but I get through it, you know? Um, maybe you're mad at me. <laughs> Got any, anything uh, to share today? No, we're okay. good. We're good. Good. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's one of those things where I think sometimes the fire movement can turn work into such a villain that it can really affect the mindset of some of the people working to achieve fire. And I think that leads to the downfall of some of those people um, and maybe like the burnout factor that some of the people trying to go down the fire path tend to experience. That's right. Yeah. So the path to fire can look different based on your particular circumstances, uh, your specific goals. And, you know, unsurprisingly, the media tends to take extreme positions. uh, And I feel like they oftentimes either make fire seem like like it's only for incredibly high earning tech bros out there uh, or just for folks who, who, you know, want to live a a meager existence of like eggs and beans or (laughs) like like just the cheapest. What's the like what rice and beans, rice and beans. Well, I say eggs because like eggs are really cheap. That's true. Eggs are super affordable. Good for you. They're cheap large part of our diet (laughs) here in our household but just essentially subsisting on like fifteen thousand dollars a year right yeah that's the only way you can achieve it is if you either make bukus of dollars or you live on next to nothing exactly and that's just not the case that that dichotomy is not quite right yeah yeah there's more diversity on the fire spectrum uh, and chances are that there's going to be a version uh, or a flavor that is going to appeal to you so let's kick it off man let's talk about some of the different types of fire let's do it all right so we just yeah you mentioned the beans and rice lifestyle living on 15k there are some people who that style of fire it fits their needs it fits like their desires in life and they're like i just want to be financially independent and i don't mind living an incredible frugal lifestyle and for those folks who who lean in that direction they're going to be into what's called lean fire and so yeah this is for the folks who just can't wait to quit work and don't mind having an incredibly small residual income and yeah these folks are basically looking to cover their basic needs like food you know transportation when they need it (laughs) and trying to keep those costs to a minimum and uh you know a really small rent or mortgage some of these folks you they might even move to different lower cost of living areas of the country or even the world in order to achieve this, right? So let's say, you know, you're saving like Panama, up, <laughs> like Panama or Thailand, right? Yeah. You know, Portugal is another destination where some people are which, moving, which sounds like fun. Like yeah. that's, uh, I mean, I mean, we, we're actually not planning to talk about this, but like the nomadic fire lifestyle or, you know, like that's another sort of brand sure. or another flavor that I kind of feel like lends itself to lean fire as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you have your money saved up in US dollars, but your dollar goes three times as far in another, you know, lower cost of living area, then it makes sense, right? You can live that lean fire lifestyle on your money. <laughs> yeah. If you're willing to make that move. Of right. Course. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the, the upside is that you're able to achieve financial independence really quickly. But the downside is that you're gonna have to make some serious sacrifices if you go in that direction. So Matt, I don't know about you, but the lean fire approach doesn't really have any appeal to me, but I can see how some people might be interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. The pros are that you don't have to work anymore, but you also can't do much of anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like this truly does lend itself to kind of like the more minimalist approach. Like, for instance, if you ended up staying in the house that y'all are in instead of renting it out, which is your plan, uh, you could be lean fire probably today, right? Yeah. Because it's it's a really, really affordable house. But yeah, that doesn't lend itself to the lifestyle that you're looking for. And I think it's tougher too with kids, right? Like it's hard enough maybe to get a partner on board with cutting, hey, we're going to cut back our lifestyle completely. What do you think about that? This is what our lives are going to look like. <laughs> this is how little we're going to travel, things like that. But it's even more difficult, I think, with kids. And not because I'm not going to subscribe to the, you know, the the reports that you see that kids cost like, you know, $500,000 by, you know, by the time that they leave your house at yeah, 18. That's, that's bloated figure right there. Uh, yeah. But 
they do have a tougher time understanding the the same goals that you as an adult have, right? I mean, and it's understandable, like kids are kids. <laughs> they don't think like adults. And so I think at times it might be difficult to get kids on board. So that's something to keep in mind. I think it lends itself to the, the single software engineer who might be down with like living in a van down by the river kind of thing, <laughs> uh, but a little bit tougher with uh, maybe a larger family or if you have other goals in life that you're looking to pursue. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you can't live frugally as a family, but no, yeah, le- yeah, lean yeah. fire is like cutting to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a little too much for most people to stomach. That's right. Yeah. And so next, let's get to Coast Fire, uh, which can be ideal for some of the the younger folks in the movement, especially. Uh, This fire route is all about saving up huge chunks of money in your early working years and then not having to prioritize saving and investing after that. Right. So essentially, you're front loading the sacrifice. So let's say that you max out your retirement accounts, your 401k, your Roth IRA, say for 10 years running uh, through your 20s into your early 30s. You'll have socked away over $250,000. Right. Not to mention the growth that you will have already seen on those dollars that you have invested early on. But at this point, your index fund portfolio is almost guaranteed. I mean, it is guaranteed to turn into a good bit more than $1 million. If it's not, Uh, we've encountered really turbulent, troubling economic times and we're all screwed. Yeah, yeah. By the time you hit retirement age, right? And so once you have that done, you can now stop contributing to retirement accounts altogether. uh, And you can look to do something like increasing your spending levels, finding ways to maximize your enjoyment out of life, essentially. Yeah. And especially as you maybe you start to have kids, stuff like that in, let's say, your 30s, it uh, affords you a little more breathing room because you can soak up more of that income into your spending now because you did such a good job during those first 10 years of your investing lifetime. Uh, and you built up such a large nest egg that you don't have to keep funding it because you don't need $5 million in retirement. You just need $1 million exactly. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Right? And the idea too, so this is called Coast Fire. It's and not to be confused with like, this doesn't mean that you're living like on the coast, like yeah. the Amalfi Coast, right? <laughs> this means that you've worked hard. Uh, it's like, imagine that you're flooring it. You're getting close to this hill, a big downhill, and then you start going down that downhill and then you can let your foot off the gas a little bit and you get to coast all the way down. That's the kind of coast that we're talking about here. Yeah, I feel like too, the, the good thing, the, the thing I like about that route and that strategy to achieving fire is that it can completely change how you view work. Because if you're no longer having to save towards retirement, you know, once you've kind of done that hard work, you can switch jobs or careers if you don't find your current line of work fulfilling or if it's become too stressful maybe of course you still have expenses to pay for in the meantime but if you no longer have a boatload of debt and you're not worried about how you're going to survive you know in your elderly years you could then have the freedom to pursue things that bring you joy um, instead of doing something that you don't love and you and i we're, we're all about that ditching things that you don't love getting that stuff out of your life even if it produces a giant monetary return um, for most people most of the time it's not worth it yeah, what's crazy about Coast Fire is I think for a lot of folks, I think they, if they crunch the numbers, they might realize that they have kind of already achieved Coast Fire, right? And so I actually crunched some very specific numbers <laughs> because I wanted to see what it took for someone to hit $1 million by the time they hit 65. And all that means is that you need to have $94,000 invested by the time you're 30 years old. Wow. And so 94000 that's I mean, that's pretty attainable. I, I mean, think it's not for, easy, but it's, it's not, attainable. Yeah. I don't want, exactly. I don't want to downplay how hard it is <laughs> to, to get together close to $100,000. But if you have that money invested and you're earning about 7% every year through the power of compounding interest, you're going to hit over a million dollars by the time you hit 65 years old. And granted, we're talking about FIRE, which is retire early. And 65 is obviously more of a traditional view of retirement. But I guess I wanted to point that out because I think a lot of folks might realize, oh, wow, 
Like I am on the spectrum to a certain extent. And if you are at that point, just like you said, Joel, it gives you the freedom to start making some choices in life that may not be the best choices when it comes to your money, uh, as far as the dollar amount, but it might be more fulfilling work. It makes me think about what we're doing right now. I mean, this podcast, you and I have gone into <laughs> creating this show. It's something that we have a lot of passion about, something that we're excited to like spread the good news of uh, financial independence, of people doing smart things with their money in order for them to have more options down the road. And I believe you and I had a degree of confidence to step into uh, creating the show full time because, yeah, we look back at the, the 10 plus years of our lives where we had done smarter things with our money, where we were primarily focused on the dollar amount. And if we wanted to, we could, you and I could, could both stop contributing to our retirement and investing that money and just, you know, say we were only making enough to subsist and exist and, you know, pay the bills today. By the time we hit 65, you and I both are going to be okay. Uh, so, I mean, technically speaking, you and I are both uh, in the coast fire camp. That's the stage of life that, that we're in. Yeah, for me, Matt, what it comes down to, saving and investing well gives you options. Yes, and yeah. uh, coast fire is kind of all about those options. Like, I'm going to work really hard in the beginning, and then I'm going to be able to do what I want. And uh, oftentimes it does mean it gives you those options to not necessarily amass this huge nest egg of money for yeah your future self because... Who really needs $5 million of retirement? I, mean, I guess some people, uh, nobody really needs it. But, <laughs> but some, some people, people want it. Some people want it. That's yeah. what they're going for. And we say, ah, we don't really, we don't really need that much money. Um, we'd rather make choices now in our 30s to do work that we love, to get to enjoy more time with our family, with our kids, really to create the lifestyle that we want. And so yeah, Coast Fire, I think, resonates with both of us a lot more than maybe some of the other types of fire that we'll talk about. Yeah, because it's, I mean, again, I don't want to feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but it's, it's not like we're forsaking work altogether. Like we're still working hard, but it's just, not, it's not like a light switch that's either on or off. And I think a lot of times when it comes to retirement or, or fire, folks, that's how they... I, that's how they approach it, right? It's like, it's either on and I'm working crazy hard and I'm neglecting my health, my relationships, <laughs> my mental health, just everything that's out there. And then eventually we're going to flip it off. I'm no longer going to work. Uh, but you and I, I mean, we're talking about approaching this less as like an on-off switch and more like a dimmer switch. It's just like, okay, you know, we were pretty close to full capacity, you know, full brightness level. But now let's just kind of dim it down a little bit. You know, we're, we're definitely still working, but we also have the ability to prioritize some other things in our life, like relationships and, and different things that we want pursue. Yeah, I think the uh, the dimmer switch is a good concept when, when it comes to, to fire. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And so, yeah, I think the next you know fire uh, type makes uh, fits into that category. It's called barista fire, which uh, is more of an attempt to save and invest well with the goal of retiring, but also still needing to work part-time and, and have that part-time work offer you benefits, particularly healthcare benefits. So Starbucks is obviously known for offering excellent healthcare benefits to employees that work only 20 hours a week. So yeah, the, the, thus the barista fire. Exactly. So that barista <laughs> fire strategy is this alternative essentially for people who aren't ready to save more than 50% of their income because that's a tall order in, in order to retire ridiculously early. That's maybe not what they care about. But they just want the flexibility to be able to work less as they get older. And so, yeah, similar to Coast Fire, you still have a job much of the time, but you're even less dependent on it, right? So it's it's kind of like partial retirement. It's yeah, like, yeah. now I get to work just part-time and have those benefits, right? Like healthcare obviously would be a huge drain on your budget if you're retired. Paying for your own health benefits is one of the biggest conundrums in the fire community. And so if you're barista fire, <laughs> you have enough money to pay for your living expenses, but you're saying, I still want an employer, one, for part-time income, and then two, 
for some of these benefits that are kind of crucial to being able to you know live the life I want to live. Yeah, again, one of the similarities between Barista Fire and Coast Fire is just a high view of work. So it's not something that we're trying to completely escape from. And of course, at the other end of the frugality spectrum is Fat Fire. If this is your aim, you're going to need to save up a pretty large nest egg so that your lifestyle doesn't get cramped uh, in the slightest. Yeah, you might be in that. Actually, I do want $5 million (laughs) in my (laughs) retirement account, you know, territory. That's the kind of life I want to live. Yeah. And perhaps uh, you want to include even more spending than you're used to. People going in this direction either work a few years longer to, to build up those savings or they, they sock away an amazingly high percentage of their pay in order to, to achieve fat fire. Uh, apparently, there is an obese fire as well. <laughs> I've even heard it referred to as morbidly obese fire. Oh. And so the acronym is MoFire. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe to assume folks in that camp want to be able to participate in all that life has, uh, regardless of the cost. Yeah. So now that we've covered uh, a few of the different types of financial independence, retire early, a few of the different models that you can choose to kind of look to as you're figuring out how you're going to invest and how you're going to live today while you're also trying to pursue financial independence down the road. Well, let's talk about some of the tactics that it takes to get there, how to achieve financial independence and retire early. We'll get to our thoughts on that right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. 
and you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. We are back, and Joel, this is Fire, Choose Your Own Adventure episode. <laughs> and we've talked about the different types of fire, and so now let's uh, discuss how to do it. Uh, and, you know, at a very high level, you have to, to spend less than you make. Like, essentially, that's how you do it. That, uh, that's the basics of that's personal the, finance. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> so if you're living paycheck to paycheck, uh, if you have no margin in your life, fire isn't even going to be on your radar. Of course, if you're, you know, if you're spending more than you make and you're going further into debt uh, each successive month, then you're going in the opposite direction uh, and you're digging yourself in a hole that will become, uh, at least over time, harder and harder to climb out of. Yeah, so Matt, before someone can even decide, well, I want to go towards fat fire or I want to, I'm more of a coast fire person, really, they have to think about their savings rate, right? That's like one of the biggest tactics that you have to figure out is how much of your money can you save because that's going to determine how quickly you're able to get to that point of financial independence. Yeah, this is another overarching principle here. Yeah. So we personally believe that listeners should be shooting for a savings rate of at least 15% of their income. We'd like to see most of that money invested for the future too. And Mr. Money Mustache, we referred to, to him earlier, he's got this great chart on his website that puts some concrete numbers to your savings rate and then how long it's going to take you to to reach financial independence. Uh, the, the post is called The Shockingly Simple Math Behind Early Retirement. We'll link to it in the show notes. But the accompanying chart can be really motivational to get you interested in investing more of your money because every percentage point that you ratchet up to your 401k contributions has this direct correlation to the amount of years that you're going to have full financial freedom. Yeah, and as Mr. Money Mustache says in the post, cutting spending is even more important than earning more money. Uh, It has that twofold effect of giving you more money to invest now, which means uh, you have less of a lifestyle that you're saving up to fund. And so your non-working years won't cost you as much if you're able to keep that lifestyle inflation in check. He specifically links to this kind of chart calculator thing on networthify.com, but we'll make sure to link to that specific calculator in our show notes. 
Yeah, so that savings rate is crucial uh, when it comes to the timeline of you being able to achieve financial independence. And I do think, Matt, that calculator you just mentioned and that post overall is just a huge motivator um, and a huge eye-opener for a lot of people who are looking to handle their money well and starting down that road to financial independence. Uh, It can be helpful to see some of those cold, hard numbers that help you realize, wait a second, if I make these one or two small changes, it's going to take years off my need to work, at least. Yeah, cutting a monthly expense. You can see how that changes uh, your retirement from like 19 years to 13 years. Yeah. You're like, holy crap, just just that one thing changes, like takes six years of me potentially having to work in an, a job that I don't like anymore. Like like you said, like that's when your eyes are open and you see that there's a potentially another path for you. Yeah, it's fun to mess around with. So let's talk about some of the tactics to like savings rates huge, but we already said that the path to financial independence can look different based on how quickly you want to get there and what you want your life to look like now. But even still, the levers are pretty much the same, regardless uh, if you're planning on pursuing lean fire or fat fire or morbidly obese fire. <laughs> Which Mo, I, Mo fire. I didn't know about until, <laughs> until you mentioned. So yeah, let's talk about some of the universal tactics for a second. And let's start with income, right, Matt? Because that's going to be one of the most important factors, like how much money you make is definitely going to be important on your road to achieving financial independence. Yeah, we probably don't talk about this one enough, but we would encourage folks to find ways to make more money. And here's the thing, we're not talking about working more. Uh, we're not talking about working more crazy, unsustainable hours that'll leave you burned out. Instead, we want you to pursue a higher income through increasing your skills or getting an advanced degree, starting your own business. Don't forsake the ability to invest in yourself because getting that degree, like that's going to pay dividends for years to come mentally, uh, emotionally, and obviously financially as well. A focus on multiple streams of income. This can also be a big advantage as well. Uh, if you're in a job or a, a career that doesn't easily lend itself to making more, even just a, a modest boost in what you're investing every year can lead to huge returns down the road. Again, Joel, I'm, I'm, I love the numbers, <laughs> so I crunched some more numbers. And if you're able to invest $6,000, which happens to be the Roth IRA maximum contributions for you know every year, but if you could do that every year for the next 37 years, you're going to have over $1 million uh, if that money is invested as it compounds, earning 7% interest every single year. Yeah, that's like, I'm not even contributing to my employer plan. No. I'm not getting the free match, which just 6, you, should, 000, you should always get. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's leaving all that aside, even just a simple Roth IRA, $6,000. And again, we're not just like... <laughs> getting a hundred thousand or ninety four thousand dollars by the time you're thirty and just letting it sit. I'm not saying that this is like super easy to do six thousand dollars, but I'm also pointing out like we want to highlight that this is attainable for a lot of folks yeah. out there. Yeah. So one of the tactics is like you said to increase your income, to invest in yourself. That pays big time dividends. Uh, another tactic that it takes on the path to fire is to you know tamp down your expenses, yep. especially on the bigger ticket items like housing and transportation. Most people allocate thirty percent of their take home pay to paying their mortgage or their rent. But you can't really do that if you want to retire early. So you have to consider other routes to you know, lessen the costs of what you're paying for housing. So we would suggest things like live-in real estate flips, house hacking, or even just renting a cheaper place instead of buying a nice home. Those are all worthwhile considerations if you're looking to achieve financial independence 
earlier than you previously thought. Mm-hmm. And that's just such an important area because you can move the needle so aggressively in such a small period of time. Let's say you're in a lease now for a three bedroom apartment in like a fancy part of town. Maybe you can say, well, we don't need quite need this much space. We can instead opt for this two bedroom apartment that's three miles away and in a good bit cheaper location, we can say $450 a month. I yeah. mean, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that instantly gets you to that, you know, 6000 being able to fully invest in your Roth IRA every year. It's those kind of moves that have a huge impact on your trajectory. And it is important to crush your transportation costs, too. We would recommend for folks to own fewer cars or at least cheaper cars. Again, consider biking more. It really isn't rocket science because there's no simpler way of massively boosting your savings rate than to permanently cut expenses uh, in order to reach financial independence. Essentially, folks that want to reach fire, like they're going to have to think creatively about all the different sorts of other expenses in their lives as well. Like, you know, how much you spend on entertainment and and eating out or how much uh, you you spend on travel right? And that's to say that you're not traveling at all. Like many of them still like to travel, but they just choose to travel hack uh, instead of paying top dollar, you know, for their lodging. Instead, maybe they're house sitting or maybe they're using their credit card points to, to score those airline tickets. Creativity is one of the hallmark traits of someone who is legit serious about reaching financial independence at an early age. You know, we want to point out that it's not painless. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work, but you're going to have to also find that sweet spot between working really hard and you know, making some sacrifices in life, but at the same time, making sure that you're not sacrificing too much, right? You want to make sure that you're setting realistic, moderate goals so that you don't completely burn out. And it's not something that you're able to achieve at all. Yeah, man. No, I totally agree. I think creativity actually is probably one of the adjectives I would most strongly associate with the fire movement. Most of the people I know in there have done really interesting and unique things in order to help put themselves in a strong financial position without having to miss out on some of the things that they love the most. I think travel, like you said, is one of those areas where a lot of people in the fire movement travel more than people that aren't in the fire movement (laughs) that I know. They just found creative ways to do it for less money. And um, yeah, let's talk about yeah the other tactics that you need to take. Investing is another tactic that you obviously need to be doing if you want to achieve fire. Uh, With all the money that you have at the end of the month by house hacking or not having a car payment, you know, all the other ways that you'll discover that you're wasting money. Well, you're going to want to invest that money like crazy. And you're going to want to invest in low cost, widely diversified index funds. You'll first want to max out all the tax advantage retirement accounts that are available to you. This is going to be a big factor in lowering the amount that you pay in taxes each year. And then the more that you invest in these accounts, the more that you're going to be supercharging the growth of that retirement nest egg. So someone who wants to achieve fire can't be content to save their money in a savings account. Not that they don't need some of that money (laughs) hanging around in an emergency fund, right? But if they want to achieve fire, they need to have their money working for them. And that only comes through investing and investing mostly in the stock market. That's right. And that's why we talk so much about investing. Sometimes folks think that we talk about it a little too much, but it's because it's so important. Yeah. And I don't want to say I said mostly the stock market, but just like we talked about with Rachel on Monday, and just like you and I are also advocates of, (laughs) real estate is one of those other avenues. That's also another one of those tactics. It doesn't just have to be low cost index funds. That gets most of the press, but when it comes to it's re- definitely the most estate, passive way. Right? It's the most like, passive, yeah, yeah, like I mean, that truly is the only passive way to yeah, have a stream of income. But there are other ways that hi- have higher rates of income, but they're going to take a little bit more work. So it kind of yeah. depends which level of work that you're willing to sign up for. And we've talked about real estate quite a bit on the show. Yeah. <laughs> you can find other episodes, <laughs> but that is definitely one of the ways of investing that you can consider if you're looking to achieve financial independence. And yeah, we'd encourage you in that direction too. 
Yeah, and since you've listened this far into the episode because you're clearly serious about FIRE, you're likely wondering how you're going to have access to all those funds that are going to be in your retirement account, since that's the way that most folks are going to have their uh, retirement savings uh, invested. After all, you know, we're, we're talking about retiring early and waiting until uh, you're 59 and a half doesn't really sound early to me. <laughs> uh, and so you might be tempted to think that investing within a brokerage account is the way to go. But that is not the case. Uh, by utilizing more complicated strategies like a, a Roth IRA conversion ladder, uh, as well as there's this other thing called the SEP 72T, you'll still <laughs> still get that tax advantage. Gotta love the complexity of the IRS tax code. The IRS, yeah, dude. SEP 72T. They're incredibly creative. Uh, <laughs> not. But by utilizing these strategies, you'll still get that tax advantage, and you'll actually be able to start tapping those accounts well before traditional retirement age. It's a little more complicated, but money that is invested for retirement, uh, you, you don't necessarily have to wait until you're 60 years old before you can draw on those funds. We'll uh, actually specifically link to a post by the Mad Scientist, and he outlines how you can do that with uh, a Roth IRA conversion ladder or with the uh, the 72T. He even outlines how just even taking that 10% penalty uh, f- for the early withdrawals on retirement account, how that still will come out ahead uh, compared to money that you would have invested in a brokerage account. So again, we'll make sure to link to that in our show notes. Yeah. The Mad Fintist is one of the best people in the movement too. L- love that guy. And he's also, yeah, just put a lot of effort into thinking through some of those strategies and some of the tax road bumps that you might run into along the way and how to minimize <laughs> the impact of taxes yep. on the money that you've worked really hard to save and invest. And so that post in particular is a really helpful one. Yeah, we'll link to that one. And Matt, wrapping this up, I feel like, you know, if any listeners out there have found listening to this episode, the concept of fire intriguing, we would say that's great. But uh, know that in order to start pursuing, uh, pursuing fire, you're going to have to shift your relationship with money. I don't think I've ever read a story or heard anybody say that they kind of stumbled into early financial independence. It usually takes some intentional moves, like we've talked about during this episode, in order to get there. And you need to do some thinking, some deep thinking about whether or not that lifestyle is going to work for you in the long run. Because yeah, some sacrifice now in order to save a decent chunk of your pay in order to achieve financial independence is a good thing. But you can also overdo it. You can get burned out in the process. And I've read, definitely read accounts of that, of people saying, I'm gung-ho on the FIRE movement. And then they lose steam because it's really hard to keep up a 50% savings rate and living a massively frugal lifestyle. So yeah, especially if it means you're working too much now in order to avoid work altogether later, that's not a good strategy. (laughs) Like that's a recipe for burnout. Um, But we are all about increasing your savings rate we're just not about it to the point of making yourself miserable. That's not worth it. So uh, it's a better idea to find and pursue work that you love now than to put your nose to the grindstone for a decade or more in order to retire early. Just know that if you're interested in FIRE, there are a ton of helpful resources out there. And we do think for some folks, it's a worthy goal. It's a worthy ambition. And at the same time, there are a lot of routes you can take to get there. It's not one size fits all. And I think that's encouraging too, is is that financial independence retire early doesn't mean you have to retire at 27 like Rachel Richards did, which is impressive. It can mean retiring at 47. And that still is much faster than many of your peers. Or it can mean 
continuing to work until you're 75 because you love what you do yeah. yep. but you <laughs> you chose that route on purpose and you know on purpose i think is yes. the key right yeah absolutely yeah it's about figuring out what it looks like for you right because we've outlined you know like four or five different sort of flavors but you make your own flavor you figure it out what it is that you want to pursue and then you figure out how to get there i mean that's what we do with on the you know on the podcast every single week we talk about things that will get you closer to that goal and you can choose to implement what we talk about or not depending on yeah your own personal goals but enough of the money talk Joel let's shift gears let's get back to the beer for this episode uh, you and I both enjoyed a smells like bean spirit which is obviously a nod to the Nirvana song you know the, the album cover it's got the, the baby swimming in the pool that's, yep. that's naked or whatever well the can art is a nod to that it's got uh, so this is a coffee stout and it's got like a little baby made of coffee beans on the front of it <laughs> that looks like it's swimming uh, kind of floating there in the water but yeah, this is smells like bean spirit. This is a double maple stout. What were your thoughts on this beer? Man, this beer was really good. And I, I feel like this brewery, I've only had one beer from them before, and it was like a variant of this beer. But I saw this in the store, and I was like, that was such a good beer. I'm going to have to get this other variant of it. So this one had a lot of maple syrup in, infused into the beer. So yeah, the predominant flavors you were getting were coffee and maple syrup. And those are two great flavors, man. It made me feel like I was eating like pancakes while sipping my oh coffee my <laughs> you know for breakfast um, and that's a good feeling so I, I, I don't know I, I thought the way that the depth of flavors that they infused were really impressive maybe maybe a little bit overkill on the maple syrup but uh, a little too sweet for you maybe yeah, but you, I, I enjoyed it you don't like things nearly as sweet as I do I, I, dude I've got a sugar tooth for sure I feel like I could have taken this and just like poured it over my pancakes <laughs> like this beer right here and I would have been Actually, it probably wouldn't have been sweet enough <laughs> because maple syrup is quite sweet. You're a fan of like the real maple syrup, right? Oh, yeah, you can't get For, the forget the can't get the cheap stuff. You forget the you gotta the get high the real one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm all about the real stuff, and that stuff is really sweet. But it's also so good. I felt like they definitely use like real maple syrup uh, in this beer. But yeah, the maple syrup coffee vibes it had going on is delicious, even in the middle of summer uh, because we're sitting inside in the AC. This definitely isn't a sitting out on the front porch out in the heat kind of beer but i'm glad you and i got to enjoy this one on the episode and yeah props to microphone brewing who i have never even heard of before it looks like they're, they're based out of illinois somewhere but maybe we'll have more of their beers uh here soon if there are other beers or anything like this one i'm sure they'll be delightful i'll, I'll be all about it <laughs> all right well that's going to do it for this episode for folks that want the show notes and links to some of the resources that we mentioned we'll have those up on our website at howtomoney.com that's right. And if you have just stumbled upon this episode, we want to make sure that you don't miss future episodes. So make sure to mash that subscribe button. And if you've been listening for a while, we would greatly appreciate if you head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a solid review over there or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts that helps others out there to find the show. It's going to help others to, to start on that path towards financial independence. We want to help folks to achieve that by doing smart things with their money. So Joel, that's going to be it, buddy. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one listen to a really good cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts it's brand new season two I'm Marissa Thalberg and I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa and we're excited to be back having bigger bolder and always real conversations straight from the c-suite front lines of marketing media and more we have great friends joining from people you may know like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke and people you'll want to know so grab a coffee or hey even an Aperol spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network iHeart listen to brand new on the iHeart radio app Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 